uh, youth pastors here at FCC. And, um, man, I've just been blessed this morning. Have you? Amen. Amen. It's so good. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. Because in this season, I've been walking in a new freedom. And it's given me a joy that I've, I've never experienced before. And so today I want to talk to you about identifying with freedom. See, I'm not, I'm not going to bring freedom into this room. I'm going to help you realize the freedom that's already in this room. There's already freedom in this room that we don't even know. And I'm excited because I might get a little unapologetically passionate today. I might just, I might, you just might see some passion flowing out. Because I'm sorry, but when I've experienced freedom, when I've felt freedom, and when I'm walking in freedom, I can't help but get passionate. I'm excited. Why? Because I've, I'm walking in freedom from addictions. I've, I was in that, that good old boy country lifestyle kind of thing, you know, the chewing, drinking, smoking, partying kind of deal. And I'm walking in freedom. I spent most, most of my teenage years and, and, and probably, if not all of my teenage years and most of my 20s, addicted to graphic content. But I'm walking in freedom. I'm walking in freedom. And if, and if the Bible says that we are set free by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, if this helps one person in here, then hallelujah. If this gets you some freedom, then hallelujah. I'll, I'll spill it all day. I'll spill it all day. And I'm going to. Well, hold on. We'll get there. So I want to talk to you about freedom. Not, not to tear you down, but to build you up. To know that you have freedom. See, we have freedom all around us. I think we desire freedom. Right? We don't desire to be bound by strongholds and bondage in the same thing week in and week out. Right? We've been there. Or am I the only one who's been there? Am I the only one walking in there some days when I feel like it's just the devil shot me out at the knees? Probably like most deer feel when there's some bad hunters out there right now. Whew. You ever felt like you got this bondage, and it just keeps coming back, and you feel good on Sunday, and then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's there again. Like all of a sudden you say, that's it. You know what? I'm fed up. I'm done with this. I'm moving on. I'm going to start this new life, and I'm just going to go. And you're driving along on this new, this new lifestyle, and all of a sudden you look in your rear view, and you're like, what's that? Why is that the thing I left behind? Why is that catching up to me? It's getting kind of fast, too. And the next thing you know, it's on the forefront of your mind. Right, like the very thing you just walked out of is now suddenly all around you. And there's like, you know, pressure and temptation. You feel like you're just trying to fight the devil off, but you can't quite get it, you know. And then eventually something happens and you say, oh, I just wasn't strong enough. I just couldn't do it. No word. Disappointed in ourselves, thinking about everything else that we've let down. Broke, bust, disgusted. Mm. Don't we hear that all the time? I just wasn't strong enough. Held out as long as I could. Fought the good fight and just fell. Well, that may have been the story of your past. 
that may have been the story of your past leading up to today, leading up to this very moment. But I'm going to declare and decree over this house that that's not how we're leaving today. That is not the you of tomorrow or the rest of the week or the rest of your life. Because there is a freedom. And I love, I love how intentional God is. I'm over here thinking, you can ask my wife. It's, it's so funny. I got this joy. I got to tell you about it. So on the way here, I'm normally the person who drives the radio down, don't want to talk, just me and my thoughts. I'm probably mad because we left the house five minutes or ten minutes later than I thought we should have, and we're not where I wanted to be at the time I wanted to be there. And so as all that stuff was true this morning, we bought a Christmas tree yesterday because my wife likes to celebrate Christmas in October 31st at like 10 p.m. And I like to wait till after Thanksgiving. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just go pick out a tree. And then as we're driving out the driveway, I said, did you check the water? She said, no. I said, oh, it's going to be dead by the time we get home, you know, because as soon as that water runs out, the tree dies. Now I got to go spend more money buying a tree. So I run back in the house. Oh, no water. So I got to make up this water. They give you this preservative and all this garbage and it took forever so then finally I get out and so I sit with myself for a few minutes and I'm just meditating like man I'm just ready I am so ready for today that I said can I see your phone it's linked up to the bluetooth I got that thing blasted and when it got done I said you can take it from the top again and th- luckily it was the next song because she was busy doing something I'm like oh Jesus knew I wanted to hear this one anyway and I got to listen to it again and I got it cranked up the baby probably hated it she probably wanted to nap but I wanted to sing and I wanted to rejoice and I'm just Ugh. and I'm ready for this to spill out onto y'all so there's been continuity in this service we've talked the first song we sang about was about if I'm free then we talked about no sin no shame no past no pain can keep me from your love and then we sang Waymaker oh Jesus I'm about to shout I'll do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so the good news is this disgruntled feeling, this, we're not the first people to experience this. We're not. We see it in the book of Exodus. And so I'm going to have you turn to Exodus chapter 14 at this time. And as we're turning there, let's just ask God to prepare our hearts. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask you to prepare our hearts and our minds for your word. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for being a way maker and a miracle worker and being such a good and gracious God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you prepare our hearts to receive your message, receive your love, and receive your word, God, and to apply it to our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. It's in the precious, holy, and mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. All right. Exodus 14. Verses 5 through 14. If you're able and willing, you can stand for the reading of God's word. Um, All right. It says, I'm reading from the ESV. So, um, all right, it says, When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people, and they said, What is this we have done? 
that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued, pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and army, and overtook them. Say overtook. Overtook them and camped at the sea by Pi-Hahiroth in front of Baal-Zephon. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly, and the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. Hold on, we ain't done yet, but I want to stop right here. Does this not sound familiar? Does this not sound like the bondage and things that we deal with that's surrounding us that we felt like was coming up in our rear view and now all of a sudden when you turn and look, it's everywhere you look. It's at the forefront of your mind. It's any, you can't get away from it. The one thing they thought they had finally gotten free from, from 400 years of slavery and bondage, it's all of a sudden glaring down their neck. This is exactly what we were just talking about. Here they are on the, while simultaneously being on the cusp of a new life. They're standing between an incrossable sea and the things they're a slave to right behind them. Oh, Jesus. Overtaken. Overtaken. Let's keep going. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Come on, Moses. We told you. I'm going to let you all sit real quick because, I, you know, I don't want you all staying the whole time. And I'm, I just, you know, so you, you're welcome to sit. Um. Why are you messing with us, Moses? We're fine there. Sure, it may not have been great, but we had food. We had shelter. Nothing was breathing down our neck ready to kill us. Here they are, God's chosen people, feeling defeated, hurt, bitter, rejected. Sure. Been there resonate with anyone? Verse 13 says, And Moses said to the people, Fear not. Stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord. Say salvation. Salvation. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Hold on. Hold on. What? Wait, what? Let's, right here is my, it's my favorite part. He didn't say, go pick up your arms. We're going to war. He didn't say, prepare to fight till the death. He didn't say, prepare to fight till you're at the end of yourself. He said, all you have to do is let the the Lord fight for you and be only silent. What? 
You mean I don't have to sit here and swing my sword of truth? I just have to let the Lord fight for me? What? Wait, what? What do I have to do? Fear not. Stand firm. You mean I don't have to go run around trying to make this happen on my own? You mean I don't need to fight the devil, kick him in the knee, poke him in the eye? What? And see the salvation of the Lord. You know what I think is incredible? We're reading Old Testament. And what are we reading? That's the gospel. That is the gospel. The salvation of the Lord. See, you are God's chosen people. John 3.16 says, For he so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whomever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What did we sing about? Love? This unseparating love? This love that he sent his one and only begotten Son, that whomever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life? Wait, what? I'm just mind-blown at the fact that, what is, what is this saying? This is saying exactly what Jesus did for us. He gave us this free gift of salvation. Right? Now we're probably sitting here wondering, okay, but we're talking about the Israelites. Now we're talking about the gospel. How these things, how these things come together. Listen, when you're in that place where you're broke, busted, and disgusted, and realize that you are now between the uncrossable sea, and you are now having temptation in in and the, the, that bondage breathing down your neck. That there is a God who is a way maker and a miracle worker. Who said, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Not that you have to sit here and be defeated between church services. What did, John, what is it, John, John 8, 36? He whom the Son set free is free and free indeed. Is that what that says? He whom the Son set free is free indeed. That means, come on somebody, I hope you see where I'm going with this. That means that he already set you free. Why are you walking around defeated? Why are you walking around in bondage? Why are you walking around like stuff's got you down all week? Why are you walking around like your problems are bigger than your circumstance? Why are you walking around like your problems are bigger than your God? He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I came by to tell somebody, you already got your freedom. Your freedom's already reigning in this room. You don't need freedom. You have freedom. You walk in your freedom. You walk in your freedom. Jesus went to the cross so that we could live in freedom. Jesus went to the cross so that we could live in freedom. We don't have to sit here broke, busted, disgusted, like we don't have anywhere else to turn. We're already free. We're already free. Like, That's the secret. You are already free. But how come it is that we walk around like a dog without a shot collar and the, the fence is in the ground and we're like, I can't go over. 
froze, stuck in the yard. I'm in bondage. Collar's not even on. You are free. You already have freedom. All you need to do is walk in it. All you need to do is walk in it. Ooh. Can I tell you that when I start walking in this freedom, I've got a joy that I don't know that I've ever felt except for the day I was saved. I got saved, and I'm like, oh, man, this is good. This feels so good. And then all of a sudden, oh, devil's on my back this week. Devil's hitting me in the finances. Devil's hitting me here. Devil's hitting me there. Sure. The devil's going to come at us roaring like a lion. But if he whom the sun sets free is free indeed, I'm still free. I'm still free. You ain't putting me back in a cage. He died so I'm not in a cage. Come on. So, what's our next step? Right? How can I walk in freedom? Because let's... We're, we're used to hearing it every then and again that there is freedom and that Jesus died for your sins and you don't, have to, you don't have to die because of your sins and he died for you to set you free and all this other stuff. And we're like, yeah, that's great. And then on Monday, we're like, oh, I'm just defeated. Oh, I fell again. Oh, I'm back into my sin again. Oh, dang it. You're still free. Jesus died for grace, right? He died for our sins. He died for the consequences of that. So how do we... How do we walk in this? How do we walk in this Monday to Saturday? Because we can sit here and shout, say, man, that's good. Oh, come on, pastor, let's go. But yet at the same point, if we're not walking in it, what good was it? See, I'm hoping today that as I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve y'all. So I'm here to plant seeds in this field, and I hope y'all reap the harvest of freedom. I hope y'all reap the harvest of joy, because I'm going to plant the seeds we all got to harvest it. If you just let it sit there, it's going to... My wife, my wife, we were driving, and she said, the farmers are still in the field. I'm like, yeah, they got to get the crops off. They just going to let $40,000 go bad because they didn't feel like harvesting it because the snow hit? No, uh-uh. Don't miss this. Harvest your freedom and your joy. And there's a way to do it. I'm going I'm to tell you, there's a way to do it. And we're going to go through that right now. shift our perspective. So what I'm going to have you do is turn to Matthew 3. Here's the last scripture I got. Matthew 3, 16 and 17. And I'm going to be transparent today. So I'm going to open up. I'm going to be vulnerable and let you guys just know where I'm at because hopefully or where I've been, because hopefully it helps some of y'all out. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the river. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love and in whom I am well pleased. Yeah. 
I told you at the beginning I was going to bring an awareness to the freedom that was in this room. And I declared and decreed that we're not going to walk out of here with the same, the same perspective as we do each and every week, right? That the past is dogging you, that whatever you've been hooked to is just going to beat you down the rest of the week. This is it right here. This is how we don't walk in defeat. We're going to walk out of here with our head held high, knowing that we are a child of the most high God, that he loves us, and in us, he is well pleased. He is well pleased. What did we sing? Your love can't separate us, or nothing can separate us from your love. Your unrelentless Love? Come on. I got one more story, one more short story. Um, can I be real? We good with real? We're not going to tread too far? Well, I hope not, but we'll see. So right before I got married to my beautiful wife who's sitting in the back there, um, I had a list of things to do. I had, a, I had some house projects I had to get done. Um, and at the time, I was serving at the Saginaw Church of God. And a guy had come over to help me. His name was Steve. Steve, if you're watching, you're a great guy. Um, he was about to leave. And he turned around to me and said, you're struggling with affirmation. And I was like, I don't have that yet. No, I'm good. And he's like, from your father. Can I tell you that a man who rarely sheds a tear instantaneously had streams rolling down his face? Instantaneously. Caught me off guard. Sometimes we harden ourselves to the things that keep us in bondage. Sometimes we harden ourselves and reject that they're there because we don't ever think that we can get free from it. Maybe we just hide it away like it's not really a thing, even though it is. We try to downplay how many times we stare it in the face. I want to read you what he told me because I wrote it down. And I don't want to mess it up. I had my head sunk. Streams of tears pouring down my face, and he picked my head up, and he hugged me, and he said, listen, you're an incredible guy. You're serving God, and as a father, I pray my sons grow up and serve God. I'm proud of you, and because of that, I know that your heavenly father is that much more proud of you. Because you are his son, whom he loves. And in you, he is well pleased. You don't have to do another thing to earn his affirmation. You're already enough. And I want you to realize that today, that you are already enough. We get so busy thinking, oh, I just messed up again. I messed up again. God's mad at me. I'm rejected. I'm, deject I'm, I'm cast out. You're already enough. See, it's not a... 
three steps how to claim your freedom. It's realizing who you are. I can walk in a freedom and have joy because I know that I am his son whom he loves and in him or in me he is well pleased. I can stand on that. Can I tell you that it made worship a little lighter for me. It made worship that much easier as I'm not sitting here thinking of all the things that I've done, all the things that I messed up, all the things I should have done better, all, the whole drive that I was mad, the whole whatever. It made worship that much more freeing. It made worship that much more joyful. Because I could stand here with a heart full of joy knowing that regardless of what I've done, regardless of every last little thing that's happened to me, I am his son whom he loves, and in me he is well pleased. When the devil comes prowling in like a lion to tell you all the things you're not, to tell you how many times you've messed up, to tell you where you've went, where you've went astray, that you're not good enough, we need to start defaulting to, I am. Carl Noonfeld, God's son, whom he loves, and in me, he is well pleased. All of us right now, fill in my name with yours. Don't say my name because you're not me, you're you. But fill in your name right now. I am Carl Noonfeld. Say your name. <laughs> A son of God, whom he loves, and in me, he is well pleased. You need to start proclaiming that over your life. You need to start walking in that freedom. As soon as the devil rears his head, here's the thing, here's the secret. You don't look at the devil and say, devil, I am Carl Neunfeld, God's son, whom he loves, and in me he is well pleased. No, you don't give that devil an audience because it's not him you need to convince, it's you you need to convince. You go get yourself a mirror and you say, I am a child of God whom he loves, and in me he is well pleased. You find yourself a mirror and you say it till you believe it. You stand on it and you walk in it. You don't give the devil the time of day because he, guess what? If that doesn't work, he's going to throw something else. And what are you going to do? Try to convince him again? You're not going to convince him. He's the deceiver. You got to convince yourself. You can go look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself this. Because can I tell you, when I stop looking at myself as someone who's broke, bust, and disgusting and realize that I am set apart, that I am royalty, that he paid his, his life for mine, that I can walk in freedom and have a joy unspeakable, have a joy that just flows out. Man, Pastor Jamie seen me this morning, I was like, I tell you what, I got a joy, I'm just ready to go. Because I got freedom. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. So as I close, I'll be honest with you, I'm, 
The one thing I can't stand is abstract math. You know, they say zero equals one, one equals zero, one sometimes equals zero, one always equals zero, whatever that junk is. But here's some math that's pretty easy. I think all of us can get. Free equals free. When you receive your free gift of salvation, you don't got to pay for it. You don't got to work for it. You don't got to do anything for it. You just have to receive it. That's it. That's all you have to do is receive it. When you receive your free gift of salvation, you receive freedom. You receive freedom. It's so freeing to me. But, but wait, what about? It's gone. But what about? You're free. You know, you know we, we got a baptism sheet back there. And I remember when I got baptized. Say down with the old, up with the new, right? There's some people at work who say, you know what? I miss the I miss the old Carl. You know, the one that was fun, Carl. The one that was, let's be honest, a train wreck, Carl. I looked at him and said, he's dead. <laughs> he's laying at the bat at the bottom of the baptismal pool. And guess what? If he ever tries to get back up, I bury him again. We need to realize that we are a new creation. All that stuff, Jesus drew the line in the sand and says, you're free. I took it all. But yet we're so busy associating with that person that he buried. Listen, I'm not telling you this stuff to say, oh, look at all this that he's done. That's great, wonderful. No, it's all about the finished work of the cross. It's all about the finished work of Jesus. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. It didn't just begin. It didn't mean that now all of a sudden, all right, well, Jesus did his part, it's time for me to do mine. Your part is just to receive your free gift. Would you stand with me this morning? are about to pray, I just want to encourage you one more time. This week, don't fight the devil. Don't fight the devil. Remind yourself of who you are. Remind yourself that you are free. You are free and you are free indeed. You can't get no freer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for planting seeds. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to be open to receiving your free gift of salvation, God, and walking in the freedom that you have given us. Heavenly Father, I pray that as you're stirring in our hearts, God, that we'd be receptive to your call. Lord, your word says your sheep know your voice. Help us to hear your voice, God. Heavenly Father, I pray over every person here, God, that their, that their latter days would be greater than their former days. That, Heavenly Father, as we walk out of here, we would know it was you who spoke and not me. That, Heavenly Father, you who started a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your precious holy and mighty name that we pray.
If you're here today, maybe it's your first time or maybe you've been coming for a while. Maybe you've started a relationship and left your relationship. Maybe, maybe you've come for a while and said, ah, oh, it's good. I just haven't really officially made a commitment. If you're here today and have not received a free gift of salvation, I just want you to shoot your hand up all over this place. Just raise your hand if you want this free gift of salvation so you too can walk in freedom. Praise God. Praise God. If you raise your hand, if you're able, I want you to come down this altar. I want you to come down this altar just so we can pray with you. And I also want to open this altar up that if you're fighting the very thing that you went through, the very bondage that you think is still on you, if you're fighting that, that devil's been chirping that in your ear, I want to open this altar up so that you are able to come here and we can pray together. We can pray that you receive your freedom. We can pray that you walk in freedom. It's open and available. Can we have the worship team? we're praying, if you would just worship, if you feel led to come down to this altar, these altars are open. I feel God moving up here. I feel a freedom that he wants people to walk in. He doesn't want you to feel chained. He doesn't want you to feel slave. He didn't send Jesus so that we could walk in bondage. He sent Jesus to walk in freedom so that we could walk in freedom. the spirit 